And welcome back, everyone, to another great episode of Double Down with Breslow. Uh, we've got a cowboy with us today. First time we're going to be talking about rodeo as it pertains to sports betting. Rodeo is one of the fastest growing sports in America right now. And it happens to be happening at the same time that sports betting is growing rapidly. And so the two of them are starting to come together. And yes, soon you'll be able to bet on rodeo. Thanks in part to our guest, Casey Jones, champion steer wrestler, entrepreneur, and now senior vice president of gaming for Teton Ridge. Casey, my friend, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So first, uh, beautiful hat. So that proves you're a cowboy. But behind you, I think everybody is going to want to know what the heck is sitting behind you. I know what it is, but just to share with everybody a little bit more about your breadth. You're also quite an expert when it comes to cryptocurrencies. And I believe what you have behind you there is what we call a bored ape. Yeah, just nerd stuff. And so like, it's kind of funny because, you know, I tackled farm animals professionally for 20 years. And uh, so I'm in the arena, but I also do a lot of stuff outside the arena, just being a nerd. Like I, you know, create websites and, and uh, we have marketing platforms. And then uh, just being being involved and always trying to keep up with the cutting edge technology. And like, I'm fascinated right now with AI. I've just been doing a deep dive in that. And it's just crazy. Just the news was released last week. And then this week, it just seems like it's just advancing way faster than it ever was before. In uh, 2020, I got involved in crypto. And then 2021, when it really kind of really become the NFTs took storm, I was able to be at the forefront of getting some cheap, you know, digital assets acquired and, and then and then it turned into a flip game and you're flipping them and then some of them you hold and and uh but yeah I just think you know I just believe uh in the technology especially when uh a lot of the smartest people in this space are moving to web three the future of you know of building on it and so yeah just just a, a nerd with a cowboy hat. <laughs> well, it's an appropriate thing to talk about on the show because it is a form of gambling, as far as I can tell, because they'll release a bunch of these images of a ape in this circumstance. And the ape in each picture is basically the same, except one, he might be wearing a gold chain or he might have a diamond grill uh, in his mouth. And those are worth more, right? So at the time that you're buying this ape, you don't know which one you're going to get, right? Yeah. So like what was really hot back in, in uh, spring of 2021 was it was just the NFT collections, what they do. And so, you know, it, the popularity was kind of around a 10,000 pictures or 10,000 item drop. And so you kind of you can kind of compare them to, you know, like the collectability of baseball cards. Right. And or so Pokemon, et cetera. Yeah. So non-fungible means uh, it's not the same, but kind of alike. And so like fungible means a dollar in my pocket, and a dollar in your pocket is the same amount. Non-fungible means I have a baseball card in my pocket of Billy baseball guy that can't hit nothing. You have a baseball <laughs> card of Pete Rose or Mickey Mantle. So you're, it's, we both have baseball cards, but yours is more valuable based on perception of the community, right? And so that's kind of like what they do with NFT. So what they did was they dropped 10,000 images of a monkey. And then people's like, well, the community says, well, these are pretty cool. But then they have different traits. And so 
10, there's only 10,000 going to be in the world, but then there's 46 gold ones. So those are really valuable. You know, there's only 46. And so, it, you know, it's just based on perception of, you know, like the community makes them valuable, just like right. you know, baseball cards make them valuable. And when you first buy one, it is kind of like the old days of buying a pack of baseball cards where I'm paying 20 cents for this pack of baseball cards and there may be a Mickey Mantle in there or there may not, right? So what's right. inside that pack depends on which cards are in there as far as the value. So the same thing was true with the Bored Apes. When you bought one, you didn't know which one you're going to get. Yeah, so they, they just, they open up their mint, they call it. They mint all the, the images and then you just hope to get one before they run out. And then afterwards... You, you know, you kind of try to get be the first to figure out the rare ones and the more valuable ones. And so then in the secondary market, you could trade and then, you know, buy and flip and, and uh, try to acquire an asset, you know, what you want. So we're not here to talk about apes, but before we move on to rodeo, just summarize it for me. When they were first released, they sold for how much per ape? And they got up to what in value? Uh, yeah, so you could buy Mintum at two hundred eighty dollars, and then say again, you know, they kind of set two hundred eighty dollars a piece. Okay. Yeah, and so then they kind of set around, and then all of a sudden the community and crypto and and people's internet NFT space and and the culture and the brand behind them they're really good facilitators in the industry, and they're really building and they're have a whole roadmap. And so people yep. wanted to have an ape. And so they just went crazy. And then Jimmy uh, uh, Fallon got it, Paris Hilton got him, and they went, you know, on the night shows. And then, uh, you know, with crypto, it kind of went down. And then, you know, the NFT sales went down. But it's, you never know. It's just a risk. Right. But 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 at its height, how much was the, the most expensive ape? I think the cheapest ape at the height was 450000 <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And so like right now, and like, you know, we're, we're holding on to, you know, we, we, we had quite of a few and uh, we're holding on to like six of them and some of the, like the golden cowboy it's, there's only one of 46 and, and uh, hold on to it. But then like, you know, they're creating a metaverse and you have to have an ape in the metaverse. That's going to be play to win. Actually Saturday morning is going to be their second time. They're going to open up the metaverse to, for, they had a game the other day and one of the top uh, Twitch players actually bought an NFT to play the game. And, uh, he won the coveted prize of the game and sold it for $1.6 million. So that's what they're really, you know, in this, in that space is they're saying, you know, currently in web two, you're playing, you're, you're buying Fortnite skins and stuff like that, but then you're paying for them. And then when you're done playing the game, you don't have any value in web three games, play to earn games is actually, you can buy car tires for a race game. When you're done with a race game, you can actually sell those and trade them in for a sword for another web three game. And, and so, web three is essentially the metaverse, right? Web three is basically blockchain. So okay. if you want to look at web one, which was, you know, the, the AOL when it first started and ding, 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 and everybody got on there. Web one was just reading. So you were able to read and find articles. Web two, what we're in now is is actually writing. Like you get to write socially, um, blog. You know, you have you know Facebook, Instagram. You express so it's writing about yourself. Web three is about ownership. So the blockchain uh, is can ver verify your ownership of assets. And so Web three is you know that's what they're calling uh, the next generation of blockchain of, of transparent ownership. And that company that made those apes is now a major company, very involved in Web3 metaverse, right? And in fact, arguably the leader? Uh, I think so. You know, and they, they brought on some very high-end talent and uh, 
What's the name of the company? Uh, Yuga. Yuga. How do you spell it? Y-U-G-A. Yeah, Yuga. Is it public? Uh, No, it's not public. They they had a a big round of uh, fundraising round, seed round, was it last year? And raised another, I don't know, millions and brought in some big heavy hitters. But they're really, you know, they're wanting to, you know, kind of lead the metaverse, you know, but they're also wanting to create a metaverse to where everybody can enter. But uh, I just really believe in them. But the story about the apes is what kind of really made them kind of had an attachment point to where that's why they're called the Board Ape Yacht Clubs, because these guys made all their money in crypto and they're just nerds and they just want to sit in a swamp and play video games and they don't know what to do because they're bored now. And so they buy yachts and just sit there and play games. And so that's what <laughs> the Board Ape Yacht Club is. And where is Yuga headquartered? Uh, I think they're out of Florida. Yep. Miami area. Cause I guess Miami is becoming known as a crypto center, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think pretty close to Miami down there. Yep. Yeah. All right. So tell us champion steer wrestler. Did you, were you national champion? How, how high did you climb in the ranks of steer wrestling? Uh, yeah. So I made the national finals rodeo nine times, which is, you know, kind of a, it's a marathon, but you do it with a sprint pace. And so all year long, there's probably 600 people trying to make the national finals rodeo. They take the top 15 and uh, in each event. And so you go to rodeos all over North America and you pay entry fees. When you win, it goes to the tally, the point total to qualify for the national finals. And the national finals is in Las Vegas for 10 days. It's kind of the Super Bowl of rodeo. And so I qualified for that nine. I won the national title uh, back in, in 2009. And then, um, when I was, you know, I was just a farm kid from Colorado and, and uh, knowing I didn't want to go back to the farm with the shovel. And so I tried to work harder outside the arena and build businesses to where, I, you know, when I'm done tackling farm animals, I'd be able to do something, you know. And so, you know, we created the official after party of the uh, national finals called Rodeo Vegas and 10 nights there uh, at the Mirage where, we, you know, we've been having the official party and and, I've uh, had a couple beers there before, thanks to you. Yeah, and and then uh, and then we just you know created fantasy rodeo like a fantasy if football has fantasy. Let's 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 have our our you know industry have rodeo. So this is our twentieth year doing fantasy rodeo, and it's crazy when we first started. You know we didn't even have smartphones. You know mm-hmm. internet was pretty new. Now, 20 years ago, when we created our, you know, sent out people to get fantasy teams. We actually sent out, you know, mailed it in the mail, and they'd write a check fill their team out, write a check, send it back to office. And because like we we just played around the house during the national finals rodeo. And we're like, if we can get this on the internet and more people can get in, then we could win more, you know? And so that's where the concept come from. 20, you know, and then it, and like in 2007, the smartphone come out. But like in our market, they don't, you know, these old boys is like, there's no way I'm going to run a credit card online. No way. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. You know? And so, and they, you know, but now I mean, 90, Eight percent of our entries are just click you click or you know your phone five times and you have a fantasy team for the national finals. Uh, before we take our break and, and and dig into what you're up to today, what's the worst incident that ever happened to you steer wrestling? I uh, broke my leg, uh, run my run a horn in my belly and and nick my femoral or was femoral artery so that was a little scary so um, so you were you were gored well right yeah, these things have horns on them, right yeah the, the, and they're the pointed steer, yeah yeah so 
I've had a lot of horns run in me, uh, broke legs, um, have some spinal issues due to bad decisions for, you know, you sometimes like, cause you have a horse, you're riding a horse and then you have a hazer that's riding a horse that's helping you, you know, get the chase the steer and be able for I can jump off. And then you have the horse's mind and you have the hazing horse's mind, then you have the steer's mind. So there's five minds that got to come together, right? And a lot of times it doesn't really work. And so sometimes when I shouldn't have jumped. I jumped and I could feel that now, you know, I'm 50, oh, 52 years old. It, like I get out of bed and I'm like, that one time back there in Phoenix, Arizona, I probably should have rode by. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't hurt bad then, but it hurts now. Yeah, no, it's a wild sport. You're jumping off a horse to jump onto a steer to wrestle the steer to the ground and then uh, wrap his feet up, right? No, it just is, you don't have to, it's, as soon as, so it's basically momentum. As soon as they fall with four legs in, in one direction, that's when it completes the time. That's right. That's right. The other one's another roping and a whole other event. There's eight, eight events at the, the pro level that they have there at the national finals. In All right, the well, let's, or the riding, you know, the rough bareback riding, bronc riding, bull riding, timed events are, are calf roping, team roping, bell racing, breakaway roping, and then the suit wrestling. All right, let's take our break and then let's talk about how big rodeo has gotten. Tell some people, a lot of people don't even realize probably that, you know, they sell out Cowboys Stadium for annual rodeo that your company is now uh, involved in. We'll be back after the break with KC Jones talking about rodeo sports betting. Did you know virtually all vessels traveling in the U.S. have to be American-built, owned, and crewed? That's thanks to the Jones Act, which is the bedrock of the American maritime industry. On the American Maritime Podcast, we cover the topics that matter most to the 650,000 men and women of American maritime, while also being accessible for the average listener to learn about this industry. Every episode features a new guest, including congressional leaders, senior military officials, leading policy analysts, and other experts. Come aboard and listen wherever you get your podcasts or watch on the American Maritime Partnership's YouTube channel. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Todd Schoenberger, co-host of the wildly popular podcast about money and investing called Buy, Hold, Sell. And we have the show you do not want to miss. Charles Schwab's chief investment strategist, Liz Ann Saunders, sat down with Tobin and I and gave us everything we needed to know about the Fed rate decision and ongoing issues within the banking sector. Her comments clearly moved the needle for the markets, and we know they will for you, too. Do not miss this episode. Download the March 22nd edition of Buy, Hold, Sell on the Evergreen Podcast Network and where you get your favorite podcasts. And welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Casey Jones, champion steer wrestler and now senior vice president of gaming at Teton Ridge. Let's talk about Teton Ridge a bit and what they've been doing because it really demonstrates how big rodeo is getting in the United States. The fact that this company is putting its sole focus uh, on this. Give us a little background on Teton. Yeah, so Teton Ridge is uh, it's just basically a Western sports uh, company that uh, wants to elevate, you know, the Western way of life and bring stories and, uh, you know, kind of help the industry grow and create bigger attachment points to the new new market, you know, like the Yellowstone effect, you know, like <clears throat> with uh, the Kevin Costner show, you know, and, and Taylor Sheridan, he, he did a really good job of really making Cowboy cool and kind of bringing it back to everybody's, you know, foresight, you know, like when I was, you know, in college and I was actually trying to put together a sponsor uh, deck for me to go out when I'm rodeoing to go get companies to sponsor me. And so I run across Philip Coulter and uh, Philip Coulter, he was the one that designed the Marlboro Man uh, marketing campaign a long time ago about, you know, and so when I dug into that, you know, that was the most successful marketing campaign in the history because it kind of highlighted and promoted the American cowboy, which the American cowboy is honest, he's rugged, he's trustworthy, you know, he's kind of an American icon. And so, you know, I think this day and age, a lot of people can kind of relate to that image and relate to that culture to where you can, you know, this is who I want to be. I want to be, you know, those those guys are worth a handshake goes a long way. And, you know, if they say it, they're going to do it. And so that's kind of what Teton Ridge's goal is is to to really build the community and let more people have touch points to it. Tell us about what are the biggest rodeos today? Yeah. So we just got done with American Western Weekend. So two years ago, uh, Teton Ridge acquired the American Rodeo, which is the, the single largest paying rodeo. This is our 10th year, American's 10th year. And so this is our second year producing it. This year, we moved it to Globe Life and made it a three-day event, actually a four-day event, but three days for ticket sales. Um, the first day, so what's really cool about the American, it's David versus Goliath. So you have the rodeo stars that are just, you know, they, they look like they can't be beat, but then we're going to have qualifying events to where any Joe can beat the pro. So there's a way that the Joes can get on stage and at the at the last day, it all comes down to fast time. I can beat anybody in the world or the guy that, you know, that's supposed to win has a chance of getting knocked off by the Joe. And so it's a great format. This year we had it three days. And so the first day we had uh, the contender finals. So this was the finals to where the Joes can qualify for the last day to match up against the pros. And so that was on Thursday and we had Maureen Morris play. She's a uh, singer originally based out of Arlington. And then, uh, you know, the crew at Teton Ridge, they just do an amazing job of bringing top level uh, talent and show production. And uh, it was just 
it was just fascinating. And then on Friday, we had the American Performance Horse. And so this was the first of its kind. So Performance Horse, you know, it's, it's kind of a separate vertical from rodeo. So it's more of a horse show. And so cutting horses, reining horses, and rain cow horse. So we they actually had those associations have a qualifi- qualifier to where they take the top five out of each event. And then we added a million dollars for this event. And then they were going to, and, and then we had Cheryl Crow saying Darius Rucker, the ghost towns. And so we had, it was, it was the largest horse show that ever attended. It had 20,000 or plus uh, people watching. And so it was actually like super, super cool. Cause most of these horse show is about the horses, you know, the owners, you know, and some of these horses are worth $5 million. It's crazy. But like, it's, it's kind of, they have higher end clientele to own and train the horses. What but, makes uh, that, what the makes the, wor- really the horse worth, what makes the horse worth 5 million bucks? Does that mean it can earn that much money? Well, a lot of it is is the breeding, right? And so that's why these 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 animals become so valuable. Because if this horse can go on and win through horse events all year long and become the best horse in the industry, well, then if I have a bunch of mares, this say this stud horse is deemed the best or considered the best, you know, with the community or one of the best. I want to get my mares bred to the best, and right. so this stud, stud horse, yep. So this stud horse can charge maybe $20,000 to breed to him. And he could, you know, he can collect semen and free semen, like, and then like, it's just, he's just going to be a cash cow for you. So these, these performance horses event are very, very important on being able to show what's the ho- best horse is. So what was the venue for the American in Dallas? At Globe Live at, at the, uh, what is Globe? Globe Live is the, where the Texas Rangers play. Oh, okay. The baseball stadium. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. And it, it's and awesome. was it sold out? Be, sold out every day? Uh, that night was a little less Saturday night for the American. It was sold out. It was standing room only. Uh, the American was Saturday. And so Saturday we had the Joes versus the pros. So we had the five top guys against the five qualifiers that come from Thursday night. And we had Co- Cody Johnson uh, playing that night and it was rocking. I got pictures of like, it was standing room and it was, it was a great event. Yeah. I just can't wait to go back next year. But yeah. with that being said, you know, let's go back to the fantasy rodeo. So this is the first time we offered a fantasy contest for the performance horse. And so we opened up that whole industry to where they could have skin in the game, you know? And so a lot of our winners were, you know, were new winners and new, new people into our ecosystem. Cause we've been playing rodeo for 20 years. And so this is the first time we opened that industry and really good feedback. We had some really good winners that, uh, you know, and then the next day we had the American big fantasy contest. And so for the American, you pick your top rodeo team and then you pick five people, the Joes, because if the Joes won on Saturday, they got to win a million or split the million, depending on how many Joes won the event. So it was a cool concept with fantasy because you were able to pick your rodeo team and then you pick five people who you thought was going to win a million of the Joes. And then we give away a $185,000 grand prize. And then we paid out 20. We had a lot of prize challenges, kind of like side bets, side pots to where I'm going to join to win the big prizes. But then, oh, what this prize right here looks cool. We had a, we had a one prize challenge for $1,000. You could sign up to win this one-on-one high roller leather jacket and uh, plus the $20,000 uh, pot. So um, we had fuller side pot, but yeah, it was really good. We had some really great winners. Excited to go, you know, to do it again, but you know, to open up that market was, was pretty cool. And are people able to watch that on television? Yeah, it was streamed. It was on, on uh, a couple cable networks is on CBS sports. It was on um, inspiration channel. And then Teton Ridge uh, has our own streaming app and content app called Teton Ridge plus they did an amazing team behind that. They did an amazing job 
of uh, uh, the quality and the con it was crisp, clear. Um, a lot of people really, really like because on the on the streaming app, he was able to watch every run starting, you know, from the qualifiers the first day. So were you guys getting a lot of players for your fantasy sports game that were not even at the event? They're just sitting at home watching? Yeah. And so, you know, and, that, and that's what we do for, you know, the National Finals Rodeo is, you know, there's seven, you know, 10 days, but a lot of people don't go to Vegas. And so you don't have to be at the event to, to play just like, I don't, you know, if I have a fantasy team in football, I don't have to be there, you know, on Buck Stadium to watch Tom Brady play. I can have my skin in the game right here in Decatur, Texas. Right. So what what does Teton Ridge see as the future? What are they trying to accomplish? Where do they want to take all this? Yeah, so, you know, Teton Ridge's overall mission is, is really just have the best of the West, you know, and like let everybody have an attachment point, a touch point to be in, being able to enter the industry, whether through gaming, whether through some of our events that we're going to host and put on, whether it's, you know, it's through some of our, like we're, we're starting a youth initiative to how we can help junior rodeos all the way up to high school rodeo kids, all the way up to college kids, you know, to where, what, what assets do we need to kind of elevate uh, this industry and keep it relevant and like tell stories like Cowboys cool, you know? And so, you know, they, they're, they're, they're uh, scoping a lot of uh, scripted and non-scripted uh, shows, uh, series, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited working with some very talented individuals at Teton Ridge and, and uh, yeah, this, this, uh, the sky's the limit. They have, you know, they have a, a lot of big ideas and, and uh, they're pretty aggressive and, and just going and doing it. Where does professional bull riding fit into all this? You know, that's one thing I think a lot of people do see on TV. I'm not sure who they have a deal with, but the PBR is something that you seem to see a lot. Yeah. The P, the professional bull riders, you know, it, it's on every, every weekend. One of the things that's really cool that they did uh, last year, they started the PBR teams. So it was able just to kind of take the model of the NFL teams, but like they'll be their Fort Worth has Ariat uh, rattles, rattlers. And then North Carolina has a team. And then, uh, you know, they have probably about 10 different PBR teams. And Teton Ridge bought one of the teams. It's called the Arizona Ridge Riders. And so I really like that, you know, the way that PBR teams formats kind of, because like now you can follow a team and like even regionally or versus rodeo. Like when I was rodeo and you don't know where I'm at, I'm, I might be in Billings, Montana on Thursday night, Canby, Oregon, Friday, Caldwell, Idaho, Saturday night, California, Sunday. And so having a little bit more structure to follow a team and they're going to be on a regular channel every, every at a regular scheduled time is going to be a lot more accessible for fans to keep up with it and to really get into the, into the, you know, the mix and the fold in our ecosystem. And what is offered as far as betting on, um, professional bull riding so they don't have anything right now like um we're, we're scoping some some things out with the pbr teams and then uh through the easiest way which we we'll just spin up some fantasy games you know at, at our event and other events that want them we're looking into you know uh micro betting the rides uh you know that's going to be kind of a heavy lift and getting all the license regula uh, regulations you know with our fan games like during we just come up with one called over and under and it's kind of like just an attachment point sweepstakes free to play to where Every ride, you, there's a there's a set, there's a you know a, a score, and you either put over or under, you know, and so that gets kind of the new fans' attachment point to where they can enter our you know Western industry for free, learn how to learn what rodeo is, what the riders are, and be able to have that funnels to where they can enter and get them hooked and like, oh yeah, I want to learn more about rodeo. If the more I learn, the more I can win. Where are we on having a rodeo channel? Seems like just about all the sports. There's tennis channel, there's golf channel. Is there a rodeo channel out there yet? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a there's cowboy channel. There's a cowboy channel. There's actually a cowboy or cowgirl channel. I just they just launched. And then there's Ride TV. There's uh the PBR has a, a Roku channel. They also have uh oh, what's the other device they have streaming? No, but there's there's several o- OTT channels coming out. And then like Teton Ridge Plus, we're gonna start carrying more events. Um, so yeah, there's you know that, that that's a good point because we we need to have it accessible, you know, yeah. for the for the fans. Yeah, well, I mean, live sports is just blowing up the amount that these leagues are making is just incredible um it's the 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 television likes it because people are watching live and therefore they tend to watch the ads right and and then you've got the element the other element now which is the sports betting side and people also want to watch that live so where would you say the industry is right now on betting on rodeo really blowing up in other words being able to do it on caesars and mgm and FanDuel and DraftKings. yeah you know that's kind of a tough question because like you know we've been doing this 20 years with fantasy and trying to get and our market's a little more rural and a little later to adopt you know there has been some interest at the at the sports books in las vegas and so yeah i just think what we need to get the demand there first but uh also like that's what i like doing is is trying to open the door with fantasy rodeo with our sweepstakes games to where here's how you can get in and get involved and be able to win prizes and so once this kind of we grow that market it makes more sense to go in and you know and try to get the legislation regulations with sports betting yeah the tricky thing with sports betting is you got to be able to set a line so you know and then you got to make sure that nobody's out there throwing a match or anything and um with anything that's kind of an upstart sport there's there's some concern about that by the regulators i'm sure yeah and that's that's why i kind of you know we're still uh, diving deep in that you know and uh now it's just not my my, my neck on the line i have to make sure i don't get my bosses in trouble with what i'm doing so right <laughs> we're kind of really diving. We've got a really good team looking into every uh, possibility and, and uh, bringing on some uh, really good counsel. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're diving into it. Well, there's nothing more fun than going to a rodeo. I had a great time with you in Cheyenne. I've always had a good time at uh, in Vegas. And uh, before we wrap up, t- tell everybody about what's uh, coming up next in Oklahoma city. Yeah. So the better barrel races, it's a, it's a huge uh, association. So it's about barrel racing. So the ladies barrel racing, and that's where they ride horse around three barrels and time uh teton ridge partnered or bought bbr last year and so we're wanting to really kind of you know use synergy within an organization and really bring our gaming vertical to benefit their fans and uh, kind of grow their ecosystem so we're going to have a fantasy contest for the better bell races finals in april that's event's going to be in oklahoma city so there's going to be like 2200 girls right there that or runs races that week so we're getting busy kind of altering the code to where we can kind of have that volume and make it easy for the fans to understand and uh, come up with some good prizes. Yeah, the rodeos are fun, especially when there's 2,200 female riders uh, riding. <laughs> yeah. makes, it, makes it even more fun. Where, what, what's an app if anybody wants to play fantasy sports with KC? What, what's the app they need to download? Yeah, it's, it's just a website, you know, and it, it's mobilized website. Um, it's profantasyrodeo.com and you can go on there and sign up. But we do, we know, we have periodic games throughout the year. Make sure they're big game. We, we've paid out over almost a half a million dollars at the national finals this year. And so you can go on there and sign up. One of the things we really that's really cool if you're new to 
this industry or want to find out more about the players you're going to put on your fantasy team, every December we make a 72-page fan magazine and it has every writer that you're going to be able to put on your team. It has bios. It's about like expert picks. And so it kind of helps you get your team together. So you can go on there and sign up and be ready to receive that. It's free. We'll send it out in the mail in November to where you can start kind of penciling your team together and getting ready to win the big bucks. Cool. Thanks, buddy. I'll let you get Thanks, back Jimbo. to uh, back to those apes uh, back there. They, they they look lonely. They miss you. Yeah, they're just going <laughs> to hang out. They could go to zero, but there's going to be a story behind them. Life's about stories. One of them just winked at me, I, I think. All right. Casey Jones, Champion Sierra Wrestler, Senior Vice President of Gaming for Teton Ridge. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you all for watching Double Down with Breslow. I'm Jim Breslow. We'll be back soon with another episode. I want you to smash that like button. <laughs>